The Diary of a Madman by Guy de Maupassant. Read by Alan Davis Drake. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information and to learn how to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. He was dead. The head of a high tribunal, the upright magistrate, whose irreproachable life was a proverb in all the courts of France. Advocates, young counsellors, judges, had saluted, bowing low in token of profound respect, remembering that grand face, pale and thin, illuminated by two bright, deep-set eyes. He had passed his life in pursuing crime and in protecting the weak. Swindlers and murderers had no more redoubtable enemy for he seemed to read in the recesses of their souls their most secret thoughts. He was dead, now, at the age of eighty-two, honored by the homage and followed by the regrets of a whole people. Soldiers in red breeches had escorted him to the tomb, and men in white cravats had shed on his grave tears that seemed to be real. But, Listen to the strange paper found by the dismayed notary in the desk where the judge had kept filed the records of great criminals. It was titled, Why? June 20, 1851 I have just left court. I have condemned Blondie to death. Now why did this man kill his five children? Frequently one meets with people to whom killing is a pleasure. Yes, yes, it should be a pleasure, the greatest of all, perhaps, for is not killing most like eating? To make and to destroy. These two words contain the history of the universe, the history of all worlds, all that is, all. Why is it not intoxicating to kill? June 25 to think that there is a being who lives who walks who runs a being what is a being an animated thing which bears in it the principle of motion and a will ruling that principle it clings to nothing this thing its feet are independent of the ground it is a grain of life that moves on the earth and this grain of life coming i know not whence one can destroy at one's will then nothing nothing more it perishes it is finished june twenty five why then is it a crime to kill yes why on the contrary it is the law of nature every being has the mission to kill he kills to live and he lives to kill the beast kills without ceasing, all day, every instant of its existence. Man kills without ceasing, to nourish himself, but since, in addition, he needs to kill for pleasure, he has invented the chase. The child kills the insects he finds, the little birds, all the little animals that come in his way. But this does not suffice for the irresistible need to massacre that is in us. It is not enough to kill beasts. We must kill man, too. Long ago this need was satisfied by human sacrifice. Now the necessity of living in society has made murder a crime. 
we condemn and punish the assassin but as we cannot live without yielding to this natural and imperious instinct of death we relieve ourselves from time to time by wars then a whole nation slaughters another nation it is a feast that maddens armies and intoxicates the civilians women and children who read by lamplight at night the feverish story of massacre and do we despise those picked out to accomplish these butcheries of men no they are loaded with honors they are clad in gold and in resplendent stuffs they wear plumes on their heads and ornaments on their breasts and they are given crosses rewards titles of every kind they are proud respected loved by women cheered by the crowd solely because their mission is to shed human blood they drag through the streets their instruments of death and the passer-by clad in black looks on with envy for the kill is the great law put by nature in the heart of existence there is nothing more beautiful and honorable than killing june thirty to kill is the law because nature loves eternal youth she seems to cry in all her unconscious acts quick 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 the more she destroys the more she renews herself july three it must be a pleasure unique and full of zest to kill to place before you a living thinking being to make therein a little hole nothing but a little hole and to see the red liquid flow which is the blood which is the life and then to have before you only a heap of limp flesh cold void of thought august five i who have passed my life in judgment condemning killing by words pronounced killing by the guillotine those who had killed by the knife if i should do as all the assassins whom i have smitten have done i i who would know it august ten who would ever know who would ever suspect me especially if i should choose a being i had no interest in doing away with august twenty two i could resist no longer i have killed a little creature as an experiment as a beginning jean my servant had a goldfinch in a cage hung in the office window i sent him on an errand and i took the little bird in my hand in my hand where i felt its heart beat it was warm i went up to my room from time to time i squeezed it tighter its heart beat faster it was atrocious and delicious i was nearly choking it but i could not see the blood then i took scissors short nail scissors and i cut its throat in three strokes quite gently it opened its bill it struggled to escape me but i held it oh i held it i could have held a mad dog and i saw the blood trickle and then i did as assassins do real ones i washed the scissor and washed my hands i sprinkled water and took the body the corpse to the garden to hide it i buried it under a strawberry plant 
it will never be found every day i can eat a strawberry from that plant how one can enjoy life when one knows how my servant cried he thought his bird flown how could he suspect me ah august twenty five i must kill a man i must august thirty it is done but what a little thing i had gone for a walk in the forest of verne's i was thinking of nothing literally nothing see a child on the road a little child eating a slice of bread and butter he stops to see me pass and says good day mr president and the thought enters my head shall i kill him i answer you are alone boy yes sir all alone in the wood yes sir the wish to kill him intoxicated me like wine i approached him quite softly persuaded that he was going to run away and suddenly i seized him by the throat he held my wrists in his little hands and his body writhed like a feather on the fire then he moved no more i threw the body in the ditch then some weeds on top of it i returned home and dined well what a little thing it was in the evening i was very gay light rejuvenated and passed the evening at the prefects they found me witty but i have not seen blood i am not tranquil august thirty one the body has been discovered they are hunting for the assassin ah september one the tramps have been arrested proofs are lacking september two the parents have been to see me they wept ha ah. october six nothing has been discovered some strolling vagabond must have done the job ah if i had seen the blood flow it seems to me i should be tranquil now october ten yet another i was walking by the river after breakfast and i saw under a willow a fisherman asleep a spade as if expressly put there for me was standing in a potato field near by i took it i returned i raised it like a club and with one blow of the edge i cleft the fisherman's head oh he bled this one rose-colored blood it flowed into the water quite gently and i went away with a grave step if i had been seen ah i should have made an excellent assassin october twenty five the affair of the fisherman makes a great noise his nephew who fished with him is charged with the murder october twenty six the examining magistrate affirms that the nephew is guilty everybody in town believes it ah ah october twenty seven the nephew defends himself badly he had gone to the village to buy bread and cheese he declares he swears that his uncle had been killed in his absence who would have believed him october twenty eighth the nephew has all but confessed 
So much have they made him lose his head. Ah, justice! November 15. There are overwhelming proofs against the nephew, who was his uncle's heir. I shall preside at the sessions. January 25, 1852. To death, to death, to death. I have had him condemned to death. The Advocate General spoke like an angel. Ah, uh, yet another. I shall go to see him executed. March 10th. It is done. They guillotined him this morning. He died very well, very well. That gave me pleasure. How fine it is to see a man's head cut off. Now I shall wait. I can wait. It would take such a little thing to let myself be caught. The manuscript contains more pages, but told of no new crime. Alienist physicians to whom the awful story has been submitted declare that there are in this world many unknown madmen, as adroit and as terrible as this monstrous lunatic. End of The Diary of a Madman this recording is in the public domain.